We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. I was reading from my Bible and I came across this part in Matthew 1820. So for where there are two or three gathered in my name, there am I with them. And that's a promise from God that when we gather in his name, two or three, I'm presuming that goes higher than three as well. He is going to be here with us. Now, I think we are here. We are on Zoom and we are gathered together. But I don't think that quite cuts it because I think we're gathered together. Now we've got to make sure that we're doing it in his name. So what I want to do is I want to take a minute to just pray where we are in our homes. And we can really make sure that we're gathered in his name, that we're really focused on him. So, Father God, we just come to you now, Lord, and we just say we welcome you. We welcome you into our church, into our living rooms, into our bodies, Father God. And we just say, have your way. Speak to us, Lord, and fill us anew. Right, we're going to go over to Richard Griffin now. He's going to be bringing us the word. Hello. Good, uh, good morning. So I wasn't sure if I was uh, on my own screen or not yet. Um, Every time, uh, every preach, I'm told, uh, is meant to start with a uh, with a joke. So um, not heard many recently, but this one in particular is dedicated to uh, Robert Allen. Um, if you want to know why, you need to ask him. So far away in the tropical waters of the Caribbean, two prawns were swimming around in the sea, one called Justin and the other called Christian. The prawns were constantly being harassed and threatened by sharks that inhabited the area. Finally, one day, Justin said to Christian, I'm fed up being a prawn. I wish I was a shark. Then I wouldn't have to have any worries about being eaten. A large, mysterious cod appeared and said, your wish is granted. And lo and behold, Justin turned into a shark. Horrified, Christian immediately ran away, swam away, afraid of being eaten by his friend. After a few weeks, Justin started to become very sad and lonely as whenever he tried to chat to his old friends, they simply swam away, scared that he would eat them. While swimming alone one day, and while he was feeling particularly sad, the mysterious cod suddenly appeared. The cod said to him, why are you feeling so sad? Justin replied with tears in his eyes, I'm fed up with being a, being a prawn. It's so lonely. Can you change me back? Suddenly he was back. Sorry, I'm, well, missed the line, didn't I? I'm fed up being a shark. Um, it's so lonely. Can you change me back? Suddenly he was back to being a prawn again. With tears of joy in his tiny little eyes, Justin swam back to his friends. Looking around the, the gathering at the reef, he realised he couldn't see Christian. So he went to his home and banged on the door. It's me, Justin, your old friend. Come out and see me again. Christian replied, no way, man. You'll eat me. I'll not be tricked into being your dinner. Justin cried out, no. That was the old me. I've changed. I've found cod. I'm a prawn again, Christian. So, corny joke. But the point is, it has it has a point to it. Um, there's a point in there in that sharks, as a shark, is very lonely and isolated. And God has made us to be in community. He's made us to be part of the family. And um, Justin was so lonely that he was even prepared to risk being consumed by a shark um, in terms of being part of the family. And what I want to think and talk about this morning is the sense of 
how God has a way of expressing relationship, which we might not naturally or always think about as being a supernatural expression of our relationship. And um, it's not one that you'll actually, we teach about in the, in the context of relationships, but it, it's one I think is, is very real and one that we can actually engage with on Zoom quite powerfully, probably more than we can in, in others. And that's corporate prayer in the way that we pray together. So I'm just going to share my screen. Hopefully this works. Bear with. So there's a verse in Chronicles. Um, 2 Chronicles 7 verses 15 to 16. And it's just after the temple's been built. And God is saying, God, this is God speaking. And he says, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place for I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy a place where my name will be honored forever i will always watch over it for it's dear to my heart the equivalent of the temple today is us um paul talks about the temple i'm just going to stop the share for a minute um i've lost the strength of my thought now yeah the equivalent of the temple of us of god today is us and Paul refers to us individually as being temples of the Holy Spirit. But most of the focus in other places is on us being together, being the place where God dwells. And um, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and the spirit of God lives in you? Um, Ephesians 2.20, together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. And 1 Peter 2, 5 says, you are the living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. I'm just gonna try that show again. Okay. So what does this verse, these verses tell us? It tells us that the temple of God is a place we are the temple of God. When we come corporately, we are the place that God dwells. And the verse in Corinthians. Ah, we appear to have a bit of a technical glitch. Let's see if we can find Mr. Griffin shortly. try and sort this one out bear with us for a moment we'll sort it out i suppose this is one of the things that happens when we've got live broadcasts going we're not the BBC, we are just a church, we are a family together, so these things happen. It's great that we can actually be real with each other and we're not just putting on a slick show. When I do things like I forget the name of a book or we lose people on internet actions, it really shows us 
that this is real life and it's not just people putting on a show. So um, what we're saying is that we are the temple of God together. And what God is saying in, in 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 7, is that this is a place that is dear to the heart of God. It's a place where he is honoured. We're talking about this being a season where we are seeking to um, glorify God, that God is being glorified in us. And when we come together as a temple to pray together, it's a place where he's glorified. And... It also tells us it's a place that he's a, where he's attentive to our prayer. Can you just take the um, slides off for a minute? Um, so what does that mean for when we come together to pray? If we're dear to God's heart, then it's a place where we can experience something fresh of God's love together. And it's how God is love is a way in which God's love is expressed amongst us um, in the way that we are together. So first of all, it's a place where we can <coughs> express love and acceptance as we, <coughs> as we make it a safe place to pray. Um, we used to, years ago, um, <coughs> have to go away on conferences and one of the, the rules of the place we used to stay was that we had to have a... Um, say grace before the meal <clears throat> and because we we found that it was a bit religious and we're kind of doing it every time <clears throat> so we used to give marks out of 10 for the way that we we used to pray now that's not something that um um we'd want to do when we're together but it was kind of a fun thing so somebody would say grace and someone that's a seven or that's a nine and that's a ten um but when we come together we're not in that place when we're sharing heart and we're sharing life what we're doing is we, we, nobody's criticizing us. It's a place where we accept, accept what God's put in each of us. And we seek to encourage each other to, to participate and pray together. Um, it's also a place of, of mutual encouragement when we come together. So it's a place where we would seek to encourage one another. Um, you might have a word for someone. You might want to pray for somebody. Um, we would encourage people to participate and, and to be part of what we're doing. So as we're together in prayer, it's a place of expressing that love and relationship that we have. Um, and also, I think there's something more powerful in being together as we pray, because there's a sense of, of, of catching the whole heart and purpose of God. When we come together and we pray in a governmental prayer, um, we talk about prayer relays, that sense where somebody catches the heart of God and then or pray something and then somebody picks something off that and then, then they will pray further in to what's already been prayed so there is this sense in which we individually can't catch the whole heart of God but when we're together corporately as as we pray together we each add bits in and we began to catch the whole heart and purpose of what God is doing and of course there's the the whole bit of of where it's a place where God listens and God will respond to our, our prayers so that's the theory the theory is that it, it, it's a place where we're together. It's a place where we can know the love of God. It's a place where we can express the love of God as we as we respond to one another as we're praying together. And it's a place where we can catch God's heart together. But how does it work in practice? 
Um, can we have the uh, slide eight up, please? Now, many of us um, will find um, that praying, corporate prayer, is difficult. It is difficult, you know, coming into a group, a room and, and praying out loud. And sometimes it might even be more difficult on Zoom. Um, and, but that's not really a surprise. Should it be a surprise? In 1 Peter 2 verse 5, it says the temple is a place of spiritual sacrifice. And so there is something that, that costs us spiritually when we come together to pray. So I was listening this morning, funnily enough, to um, um, Mike Stevens, that little thing he put on Facebook, and how he says that um, we don't need to, we don't wait for boldness before we step out. We actually obey and then the boldness comes. And, 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 and there's a price somehow that we have to pay, maybe a small price, but when we come to actually, actually pray together. But the Holy Spirit is there to help us pray. And Romans 8.26 um, it tells us it helps us to pray, but it says it actually says with with sighs too um, too deep for words. But we're not talking about sighing so, so that people can't hear us. In one Corinthians fourteen, Paul talks about the value of of speaking out and people hearing it. And the Holy Spirit will 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 encourage us and enable us to pray out when we're together. So I have to do my bit. The Holy Spirit does his bit. Um, can we just cut the um, take the slides off again for me, please? Thank you. And I just want to tell you a story of a situation where um, I found myself in one Tuesday night prayer meeting. I was in um, Tuesday night prayer meeting, and we were. It was when we were still together, and I was aware of two new Christians, two people that had never been to a prayer meeting before, and it was the first time that they'd been there. And we came up with a particular topic. I think it was um, praying for the lost generation. And I sat there and I thought, this isn't going to make a lot of sense to these people. And God just gave me a nudge. And I, I went over to, to sit with them because we were put into groups to pray. And I went over to sit with them. And I was probably less than, a, more than a, about social distancing, but about a metre away. And um, they suddenly said, they said, you know, just want to say now, now we don't pray out loud. We, we, we just can't pray out loud. And I said, so that's fine. I just wanted to make sure you understood what this was about. So we sat down and um, I explained to them what the topic was. And as we talked about it, they came into some understanding of, of what, 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 what we were focusing on. And that brought them into, and they said, yeah, that was good. They could, they could see how it could relate to a situation that they were aware of. And they decided to engage with that situation and, and said, well, how can we pray? They didn't ask that question. But, you know, I said, well, we could pray for this particular situation that you just mentioned. And they said, yeah, 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 we could do that. So um, I said, well, let's pray. And um, suddenly, before I could even open my mouth, one of them prayed and then the other one prayed. And what had happened is they'd come into a new place in terms of I think that it wasn't anything I did but God brought them into a place where that had released them into prayer and I'll let me just, I just want to take you through the steps if you could put up slide nine that I felt that God helped us with at that time so 
I think, first of all, they came into an understanding of what it is that we were praying for. And when we come together, we need a, a corporate understanding of what it is that God is giving us to pray into. Um, um, and, and that can either be someone coming and explaining to me, or it can be something which I can actually actively, proactively try and grab hold of, perhaps through the, the stuff that comes out in advance um, or ask questions to get a full understanding of what it is that we're going to be praying for tonight. And then they came into agreement. They agreed that this was something that God was putting on their hearts and something that he wanted them to, they could, they could see this was a good thing for us to pray for and to be together with. Then they chose to engage. And engagement, I think, is a sense of, of, of trying to feel, well, God, how do I need to pray? How should I pray with this? And it, it can also be... Um, Sometimes not just how do I pray, but how do other people how catch it from other people? As I hear other people praying, I gauge with the way they're praying, and I can catch something for them as well. Um, but then there was another step which had to happen, and this is why they, I think, they prayed, is that as we seek to engage, we then need to catch God's heart for of compassion for for that particular situation or people that we're praying for, and that's something God does. But as we choose to engage. There's something there to grab hold of. And then finally, there was a willingness to open their mouths. And I think that, again, is a step. God will not open our mouths for us, but but we actually have to choose to open our mouths, that, that step of obedience which comes before boldness. Um, just to say, I don't think it gets any easier. Can I have the next slide, please? Um this is kind of what I feel like every time I step out and, and pray. Um, there is that sense of you never quite know where it's going to take you. And um, there's a place in my sister's house. We used to go and stay in my sister's house in the south of France. And there's a, it's not really a mountain, but it's 2,000 feet tall, this place. And it's, it's got a, a cliff. There's kind of a sheer cliff on one side. It's about 15,000 feet. And, and people power guide off this so you can go and watch them just jumping off into this void and um never quite knowing where, where it's going to take them initially um but and that's how i think praying can often be that we have to step out you know we open our mouths and we step out into the void but god will just catch us um as we do that by his spirit and just lift us up into something fresh and something new um as we begin to catch his heart and and he leads us in the way that he wants us to pray so, and finally, what I would say is this. Next slide, please. Um, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're struggling with praying out loud or praying with stepping out or engaging with the heart of God as we pray together, then ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. I, it, it, the thing that transformed me in my life a long time ago now was I, I used to hate prayer meetings and I used to sit in the corner and I used to not want to pray. But one day I just met God afresh and there was a new passion and a new desire that, that he gave me because he filled me with his Holy Spirit. And if you want to be filled with this, want, want to be part of this, and, and, and I say I think the significance of this is, is not that we're just praying. We are praying because we believe it's, it's the way that God moves and we want to see situations and circumstances changed but what i'm saying is we're praying because as a people gather together 
there's a sense of us expressing that corporate relationship that God has put on our hearts together, who we, who we are to be. And, and in during these times when we can't actually express um, so easily get together, as we come to pray together, it is a place where we can experience that, that level of relationship that, that God has put amongst us as we express that love and acceptance and forgiveness, as we're able to um, encourage and edify and build each other up, as we're able to, to bounce off one another and catch each other's heart um, as, we, as we pray together. And of course, it is a place where God is glorified in us as we come together to pray. And he has promised that as we do this, that, that he will be attentive to our prayers. Okay, sorry about the glitch in the middle, it did kind of interrupt me. Okay, back to Richard Hilton. Unmute myself there. Thank you very, very much for that, Richard. So corporate prayer is such an important thing. Like Richard was saying, it is difficult. When we pray together, we add this and we build on what each other's saying, and that's hard. And it's something that we really need God to enable us to do. When we open our mouths, it's, it's stepping out. That's our step off, step of faith. And then that's when God catches us. And it's one of the ways that we build relationships with each other. So if we want to step into this, one of the opportunities is governmental prayer. That happens at 6.15 till 7.30 on Tuesday mornings. The link is in the bulletin. So it'd be great to see for, um, some people to get an opportunity to really access this. Now, um, after that technical glitch, um, I had a message through from Nick Brewer telling me how I should have actually handled that situation. He corrected me in saying, actually, I should have put a performance on. So I'd like to apologize to everybody. Um, I'm learning. Um, <laughs> next time you'll think that you're watching The Greatest Showman, it'll be so amazing. So as a church, we've been looking at supercharged friendships. And part of that, is the way we relate with one another. But we are always saying that what we have, we wanna take out into the community. So it's a question of how can we extend this and take what we've been learning and take it into the community. Like Amanda said, what we build now will take us into a different place when the restrictions are eased. So if you have anything, contact Marissa. Um, again, all of that information is in the bulletin. We're gonna just hand over to Jamie now, who's gonna tell us about an upcoming conference. Hello everyone, I'll, I'll be quick because it's snowing and all the children are already outside and I want to go and play. Um, so we have got the LNI conference coming up the end of next week. Now, when we do these conferences, we love the fact that we get to involve all of you. Unfortunately, it's just difficult to do that, but we can't even get them over them in the same country, but we're going to do it virtually. So a lot of these guys are facing serious amounts of pressure and it's really difficult what they're facing on a daily basis. But this is a time where we're coming together and we're believing that God's going to um, really inspire and encourage each other. So um, just as Richard's been saying, please be praying. Express your heart when you're with others. Be praying together for this LNI conference. We need the technology to work, and that's going to be a challenge. But we, we know that God works beyond that and his Holy Spirit works beyond that. And so we want to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to release and unlock things for people during this time. So your prayers 
um, are very significant. If you've got any words or, or pictures or anything like that you'd like to share, please send it through to me. Um, and we will make sure that we update you on how it goes and how we can further support our friends around the world. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK.